Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey everyone, my name is Christopher Price, the Boston Globe. Welcome back to the 50th edition of the Patriots Report right here on the Believe Network. I'm going to be joined by my co-host, the Garrett Blunt, here in one second. We're going to be talking about training camp, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But first, I want to let you guys know this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. With training camp right around the corner, Bet Online has opened up odds for team wins, division futures, and of course, the Super Bowl. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online, where the game starts. Now let's get to our conversation with my co-host, Garrett Blunt. We'll keep it on the ground for Garrett Blunt, and Blunt to the end zone for the touchdown. Brady hands it to Blunt straight ahead, and he crosses the plane for the touchdown. Here's Blunt taking off for the end zone, and he's in for the second time today. And he changes, give it to Blunt. Now it's a foot race. Blunt! All the way! Touchdown, Patriots! First down for New England. What? Still going down the sideline, a dive for the end zone! Touchdown, Patriots! LG, now we are on the cusp of the start of training camp. For the veterans, obviously, but the, the rookies reported last week as we sit here. It's Friday, July 22nd. I want to know more from you, from a guy who's gone through it, about the process. The fans and the media see the two-plus hours on the field, but let's use some of our time today to talk about what happens. The basic nuts and bolts of training camp, because I think a lot of people don't really know what goes on. First off, right. where do you guys stay? Um, you know, usually we stay at a hotel. Every every experience of training camp that I've had, we've stayed at a hotel. Um, even in um, New England specifically, you stay in a hotel in Foxborough. When I was with the when I was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, we we left and went to St. Vincent College, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I think that's pretty cool too. Uh, my that my favorite part, my favorite part in it is being close to the facility so that you know you have time to go go home in between if you got 30 minutes or so and a break go home you know probably get something to eat there rather than at the facility or go home and see the kids or something if you're not too far away in new england walk us through what a a typical day looked like for you what time are you rolling out of bed what time are you getting to the facility what's the process like so usually your first meeting will be about 7 30. you usually want to get there if if you're if you're a guy that lifts like lifts weights and might like, have that high high energy early in the morning, maybe you get there at 6 30, 6 o'clock, get your lift in before, you know, before everyone gets in. If you're not, you know, maybe you get there at, at 6.30 or you know, 6.45 and you know, eat you some eat you some of that fresh breakfast that they got out there, because they always cooking the breakfast um fresh for you. So you get you a good breakfast in. Maybe you need a little time to wind down or whatever. That's usually what I do. I go get me some breakfast. I probably go look at my iPad for a little bit to see what we what we got going on today. And by the time I do those couple of things, it's, it, the meeting is up at seven thirty. It's time to go. So, do you prefer? I know guys have talked about this before. Do you prefer a morning practice or an afternoon practice? Now that we don't have two a days anymore, are, are you a morning guy? Are you an afternoon guy? 
I prefer the morning practice. Mm-hmm. Get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah, get it out of the way. And then granted, a lot of people think that a lot of people think that we just practice all day long. The people that come to training camp and things like that, and the people that are like really invested in the game and, and, and the Patriots and things like that and what we do, they know that you know we're only out there for about three hours. But the day starts at 7:30 and ends at about 8:30 or 9. So, you know, we're 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 it's a long day. But I prefer the morning practices myself. Now, when you're off the field, if let's say it's a morning practice and you're off the field, probably shortly after noon, I'm mm-hmm. guessing, what is the rest of the situation like for you? How much I know obviously you're getting work done. How much film work? You mentioned time in the weight room. What what does the rest of the afternoon look like? Um, you'll you'll have the rest of the the, the um, afternoon. You'll have it filled with um, special teams meetings. That I, and I wasn't I wasn't heavily involved in the special teams meetings, even though I did do some special teams. I kind of knew the returns and things, so I didn't really have to always go to those. So for me, that gave me you know sometimes an hour and an hour and a half break. I go take a nap. I would you know go get something worked on if I needed to get worked on or something you know done before practice, whether it was taped or whatever. And, you know, I just kind of, again, go through, you know, by that time we've practiced and everything. By that time we had the, um, the practice film loaded onto the iPads at that point. So I can go look at some of the things in practice and see, see what, <laughs> see what I'm going to get cussed out about, see what I'm going to get cussed out for before I even go in there or, you know, see if, you know, see if I had a pretty decent practice, you know, um, and, and, and that's, that's for me, but for other guys, you know, you go in there, they have about, 20, 30 minutes to, you know, go get a shower, grab a grab a quick lunch, and then they're back in the special teams room mm-hmm. um, for special teams meeting, you know, whether it's kickoff, kick return, whatever the special teams is. Um, you know, they get that time. And again, you, and then after that, you usually go to individuals, which is, you know, which is when you, everyone split up to their, their individual coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you, you have that for about an hour, you know, and, in between, he'll, you know, I mean, with Coach Ive, he was pretty laid back, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, maybe maybe it's depending on your practice, maybe depending on his mood. I'm not 100% sure, but sometimes he might let you get to lunch and bring it into the meeting room and eat, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever the case may be. But, but you know, and, and that's, you know, that's going into individual meetings. Then you obviously get another break for, like, dinner and stuff. And there's a specific carved-out time. Um, for everyone to get their workout in. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. specific call that time to look, you know, and, and sometimes it's a offense lift today, defense lift tomorrow or whatever, 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 in which you in which you will still get that, that, you know, break. If you're a defensive guy, this offensive lift day, you might still get that. You get that hour break or whatever to do, you know, whatever you need to do, whether it's getting the sauna, hot tub, cold tub, whatever, things like that. And then after that goes on, you get, like I said, you get to your dinner mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> then you got a couple more meetings and they're not these. And this is in the back end of the day when, when you're going in the meeting room at, you know, seven o'clock or six thirty or whatever. And you got coffee at six thirty at night and, you know, you're in the meeting like this, <laughs> you know, struggling, you know, it's, it's so it's, it's, it's I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I enjoyed every second of it. But at the time, it was the worst thing that I could have possibly been going through. You guys all, I imagine, at some point in the, in the evening, come together. If look, if, if hard knocks oh, yeah. have taught us anything, you oh, know, yeah. th- there there is some sort of team meeting. Is there a team meeting every night? What's that like? Is there a lot of film? I, I also know too from talking to guys that 
it can be a little light too to try and kind of lighten the tension because camp can be a bit of a grind. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we do, yeah, you come together as a team, you watch, you watch the film as a team, build the bill over, um, you know, what he saw and what he what he thinks, you know, this person done, this person done. He might throw a joke in here and there. Well, damn, if you're the best gunner in the in the league, you know. Why are you why are you getting your ass kicked right here? We might rewind it four or five times, and you know everybody start laughing or whatever. Just lighten the mood, and you know if we had a bad day, I mean you guys can obviously, I mean you guys couldn't tell, but we knew, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you know that 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 film that film we take that seriously. I think we have maybe I can't even count on my on on my you know I can't even recall how many film sessions you get because every meeting you're going to watch film. Whether it's for ten minutes or whatever, you're going to watch film unless it's um, install, which you're you know putting in a new player or something like that. You're gonna you're gonna definitely watch a lot of film. It seems to be, and look, Bill has told us stories about how he would go to training camp with the Baltimore Colts, and you know right after Fourth of July, and it would run for two months, and you know two a days and a hundred degree heat. It's changed a little bit over the course of even over the course of the last dozen years or so. When you look at camp now. Do you lament it and say, oh, you know, it wasn't like it was back in my day where we really worked hard? Or or do you look at it and say, look, you know, times have changed. Guys evolve. Things are different. The league is different. Oh, yeah. Nah, um, I definitely look at times have evolved. You know, um, the league is different. Things are different. Luckily for me, I want to say I didn't get a I didn't get any two day camps. I'm not 100. I'm not maybe maybe one. Mm -hmm. Um, But. It was more of a walk through early and then practice later, like mm-hmm. full pack. So it wasn't really quote unquote tour days like the ones that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> go out there full pass, smack for three hours, come back in, eat, yada, 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 go back out there again, smack for three hours again. Like it wasn't that kind of tour day. But I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure when I was with Fisher, uh, maybe when I was even with Raheem for a little bit. We probably did like a walkthrough in the morning, then a practice at night. So that would count as like our two practices. And and I mean, we always had a we always had a <laughs> a little a little a little guy that came around the the facility mm-hmm. for the for the NFL and or for the for the football for the CBA or whatever. And he'd come by, and if he see anything even a little bit remotely more physical than what. They had wanted since they changed it to no pra- no tour day banging, mm-hmm. no two padded practices. I guess that's what the that's what it was before. It was two padded mm-hmm. practices. They changed it to you can do two a days, but you can one day one has to be a walkthrough. And um, if you're doing anything out there, if you're touching each other, you're bumping each other, or any like, they're gonna find the whole team and they'll take them all away. So guys was enjoying that at first. When you remember your three different training camp experiences with three different teams, Tampa, Pittsburgh, New England, what is different about your time maybe in New England than the other two places, if at all? Was was there anything that, that comes to mind off the top of your head where, hey, we did this, we did this this way in New England, and this was way different than what we did in Pittsburgh or in Tampa Bay? Man, to be to be one hundred one hundred percent completely honest with you, um, New England's training camp is about as intense as it can be. Mm-hmm. You know, there is there is no BSing around. And again, Bill can't. I'm not saying that it's like military. It's, it's it's more. It's probably more military style than most. But it's not so much to where he knows how to find the balance in the happy medium. You know, he can keep it lighthearted. He'll come in there. You know, like I said, he'll come in there, might shoot the ball, shoot the trash can ball, whatever trash can ball with us. He might have us. Hey guys, let's go outside and 
shoot free throws, da, da, da. like we've done things like that. Um, mm-hmm. He's taking us to the movies, you know, like things like that, you know, and I, and I enjoy things. I enjoy that, you know, I and I respect Bill for that. Um, and then, you know, we're in Pittsburgh. Like I said, you go to St. Vincent, you're off by yourself, you're secluded, you're at this college and, you know, it's, it's, and it's go, go, go. You're in these dorm rooms and <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it was definitely a 100% different experience. I enjoy the hotel more than I enjoy the dorm room. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to each, I mean, to each their own, both respectively, they are great ways to prepare for the season. But um, I, I like New England's a little bit better. What about the idea of team bonding? Is that overblown? People say, oh, you know, you need camp to come together as a team and find out who you can depend on when, you know, things get tough. Is that, do we make too much of that or is that a real thing? Nah, that's definitely a real thing. I, I agree with that 100%. I think you do got to come to camp and see what you got. You know, I think you do. I mean, obviously we know, okay, we drafted this guy in the first, second, whatever. We know all these guys that we drafted can obviously play football. We know that. We know that much. But, you know, again, are you going to go into the you, – you're not going to go into the season and be like, okay, well, you know, I know this guy came from college and he can do these many things, but when it's one minute left and, you know, we don't got no timeouts and we're in no huddle offense – and I throw it to him and he catches it on the 50 yard line. Is he going to, is he going to get up and do the first down mm-hmm. or is he going to find the referee and get the ball, you know, to him, or is he going to, you know, do the chase clay pool, ah! <laughs> you know, this right here in the time run out or you don't know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But in training camp, you learn those things. You learn. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Two minutes. The twos go in. Yada, 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 yada. Oh, he caught the ball. Oh man, what are you doing? You you throwing the ball back to the center? You doing this, that, and the other? You know, it's just little minor things like that that uh that you figure out in training camp. So I think you need it. I don't think that that's overblown at all. I think you definitely need to find out what you have in a player because again, you can have the best player in the world, but when it comes to situational football, they might not be. Tell me about Mount Belichick, the hill out beyond the practice field. I know that that is a place where. I've heard one player say it separates the men from the boys, you know, after practice, after a day like today, what to, you know, we're sitting here Friday, July 22nd, it's almost hundred degrees outside guys are going to be running up and down that Hill next week. What is that experience like? It sucks, man. I'm going to tell you, it, it'll definitely make a man out of you it, it, and it'll fold you. You know, I've, I've seen some guys fold on that Hill to where they couldn't finish the, you know, finish the day of practice. And, and <laughs> I can't believe that. I haven't been back in a while, but I can't believe that it's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen it before? Yeah. Well, we saw it. We can see it from the media tent. We can kind of oh, see okay. it. okay. Y'all can't really see how steep it is. No. Huh? I mean, you can drive past it not on non-game days, and you can get a sense of it. But right. the first time I saw it was a few years back, maybe almost a decade or so ago. And you look at it, and it doesn't look all that imposing. But then you consider, look, these guys have been out here banging heads for two and a half hours in 90 degree temperatures kind of changes things a little bit. Yeah. It changes things a little bit. It does. It does. But you, but, but now you, I mean, but it it lets you know, I mean, most of the time when New England plays win, lose or draw, whether they're blowing someone out or they're losing by a lot or whatever, they're going to always be probably the most conditioned team on the, on the, on the field. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Like you're not gonna have you're not gonna hardly ever see them like gasping for air. Like I mean, granted, I mean every all the big guys. I don't care what team you're on. If you're 300 pounds, you you just that's just normal. You're just not gonna be able to do what the two two ten is. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. they're able. They might be able to stay in the game for four more plays. You know, versus the versus the guys that aren't going to be able to come in there and play and, and finish. You know, they might have to come out immediately. So you know that hill plays a huge factor in in it because you know they they treat it like they, they treat it like the game first quarter first quarter second quarter third quarter fourth quarter and you know even though you don't go in this many overtimes ever in any season it's always overtime you know so <laughs> it's always overtime like Bill bro we we didn't have one overtime game we only had one overtime game since I was here like we don't need but. That's uh, you know, that's I mean, again, that's a part of his regimen. You know, that's what he does, and he's not going to sway away from that. And that's a part of who he is, and a part of why he is so successful because he does stick to a lot of those old school rules of football, the old school ways of preparing for football, and I like that. That reminded me of my the first time I thought, not the first time, but one of the times that I thought about the hill and the impact of the hill the most was Super Bowl Fifty One when you guys were able to mount that comeback against the Falcons and you guys were just clicking on all cylinders, third, fourth quarter overtime, when a team like Atlanta, and look, I'm picking out Atlanta here, but it could be any one of the other teams in the National Football League, folds like that late in the game, going up against New England, the Hill, it's not, you know, it's not the only reason, but it's not coincidental. I'll put it that way. Right. It's definitely not coincidental. Um, again, man, you know, he, he instilled those principles in you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, okay, yeah, over time, we know you're tired. We know it hurts. We know, you know what I'm saying? We know that you feel like you're dying right now, but who's going to stop? Who's going to mm-hmm. keep going? Who's going to continue to give me everything they got left in the tank, no matter the circumstances? And 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 that's your that's his approach to that. I mean, that's my approach to it. And I, I feel like that's how he's going to always look at it is, you know, who's going to quit on me? Who's going, you know, because again, Bill old school, you know, he watched, he watched football from a young age at a, at an extremely high level. And he don't know anything else, but I mean, he does, he knows that times evolve. He knows that you, you can travel and all that good stuff, but he sticks with, he sticks with his roots and he doesn't, you know, he stays true to himself. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes him, I think, again, that's what makes him really, really successful. All right. Give me your favorite training camp story either involving you or a teammate or whatever the case may be. You talked to me a little bit before about, and this wasn't a training camp story, but when you came back to New England from, from Pittsburgh, you were a little bit overweight and Bill yes. gave you an offensive lineman number. Yes. Do you have a similar story about training camp where something weird happened, something funny happened, something strange happened that you want to share? Oh, I mean, I, I'm going to just say this. <laughs> I've had that. I've I've had that coming back, overweight mm-hmm. issue, in training camp also. Mm-hmm. So so that <laughs> I can see why Bill was already fed up with it when I came back the same way. Mm-hmm. So I can see why he was already uh he uh, he was he was trying to be funny with it. But um you know man I I would I mean this isn't a training camp story, but this is a story that we this was before the season started, and what is it? OTAs, off-season workouts, whatever it is, I had just came back from the hip injury. So <laughs> I'm working out, and it's the off-season. It's me, it's AD, you know Aaron Dobson. Yep. Um, it's Julian, 
is Deion Lewis, Deron Harmon. Uh, I don't know who the last person was. It might have been Logan. Might have been Logan Ryan. I'm not sure. But uh, we're working out. Da, 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 and I'm just coming off the hip injury. And I and I know, you know, I know my, my hip started like when we were running. We're doing our, the last little part of the workout with H. And, uh, and my hip started bothering me a little bit. I'm like, H was like, nah, da, da, da. You got five more. Da, da, da. I'm like, man, bro, we didn't already did 12. You told us we had 12. Bro, hey, bro, I don't know if my hip can handle 17. Like, Bro, we did 12, bro. I gave you that's that's all I had, bro. I really had to fight to give you that 12. Like, mm-hmm. I really had to fight hard, like, to give you that 12. Like, my hip hurting. And Joel was like, man, shut the shut the F up and just do it. And that obviously we're hot, we're outside, grown man. I'm tired, my hip hurt, and uh and, and I, I jump in his face, and I'm like, bro, who the F you think you're talking to, bro? I'm a grown man, bro. You don't talk to me like that. Da, 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 da. And, and, he, and he goes, oh, man, listen, bro, listen. I don't, I don't want us to get into it. I know about Boise State. I, <laughs> I know about Boise State. We don't got to take it there, da, 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 da. But that's my dude, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, me and Jules will never, like, come to come to throw hands. But, you know, in the heat of the moment, you know, we didn't, we, we kind of got we kind of got heated because, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like he was trying to, trying to tell me, hey, bro, just shut up and just do it, no matter what they say is the coach, you know. And granted, you're right. You know, you learn that from a young age. Whatever mm-hmm. the coach says, you do it. But I, I was coming off that hemp injury. I was tired. I, my hip was hurting, and it all just kind of boiled over, man. But that, we got in the locker room. We dapped it up. You know you're my dog, right? He was like, yeah, bro, I ain't worried about you. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't boys state me. You know, so, you know, he, he said that he got on, he, he kept, he kept going with that joke for about two or three days. And, uh, and, and that's, you know, that's one of the funny stories I had, you know, over there. It, it was interesting because over the years you could, you could pretty much point to every single summer where Julian Edelman would kind of get a little heated with someone. I remember a couple of <laughs> years ago it was Gilmore, you know, before that there were, you know, there were two or three other instances where, where he would kind of, He'd be, you could see him poking at guys out there. Yeah. You could see him getting in guys' face. And guys, like 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 you said, look, it's 90 degrees. It's hot. We've been out here. I'm a grown man. I don't want to hear any of that. Right, right, bro. Let's just work. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that, I, I love George the Devil, though. That's my, that's my dude. To this day, that's that's still my main man. Well, I want to shift gears here before, before, we, before we wrap up. we got about another 10 minutes or so. But I want to ask you, if there are guys out there, if you take a look at the Patriots roster, now, again, going into training camp, there are three guys for me who need to have a good summer and we can define good summer by any reason. Basically you want to show some urgency. You know, these guys have an opportunity to come in and produce, whether it's through personnel losses, whether it's through their own overall career arc, whether it's just, you know, good timing for them. I have three names for you and I want to bounce them off you. And if you have other names, you want to add to this list, guys who need to have a good summer guys who need to have a good training camp, Isaiah Wynn, John U. Smith and Malcolm Butler. I say Isaiah Wynn because this feels like he needs to continue to be trending in the right direction. They need a little bit more stability at the tackle spot. Someone right. opposite Trent Brown, someone that they like. I think Isaiah Wynn is going to continue to have that going to continue to have that opportunity. He's gonna he's gonna need to kind of solidify his position on the roster there with a good with a good summer. John U. Smith, obviously, the numbers last year weren't where they wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. Weren't with the Patriots specifically. And I think a big off season for him and a big season would go a long way toward helping out Mac Jones, Malcolm Butler, obviously returning to new England. He's going to have a real opportunity here to be the number one cornerback and whether or not he can step up and kind of reassume that role. I don't know if he can do that anymore. 
What do you think of that list? And if you guys have, or if you have any other guys on that list that you want to include. I, so one guy that I do agree with is John New Smith. Um, I, I'm with you on that one because I agree with you. He does have to, he does have to come along and bring more to the table than what he did last year to help out Mac. And, and granted, Mac is going to be Mac. Cause I think he's a good quarterback. Um, I think he still played well without, without John, who, you know, bringing out, you know, coming out and doing the numbers that we all expect him to do. Hunter Henry um, started coming on later to, towards the season. Um, I liked him. That was a good add on. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. I think John who has to, has to, has to take a step forward and, and, and become the tight end that Bill thought he was going to be for the team this year. Also Malcolm, I do think that he can still be a lockdown corner. Um, I think that if he had any, I think that if he had um, any chance of, of being just a, a follow guy left and right, I think this is the place for him to be other than anywhere else. I think this is the place for him to be as New England. If you, if you want a guy that's going to be able to follow, I think he still can do it because I don't think that he's had that much mileage on his body since. I know he's gotten hurt a couple times. So I, I know that he don't have that, that much mileage on his body. Um, and the third person for me, I'm going to say is Damian Harris. He's the, he's the, he's going into the season as the lead running back. Everybody's going to expect a big year from him. He had over 800 and something yards last year. And I want to say what, 12 touchdowns or 10 mm -hmm. touchdowns. He, but he, he ball, he played well. If he can continue on that, if he can continue on that track and, you know, give them a thousand yard rusher, give them an 1100 yard rusher, you know, 12, 13 touchdowns, whatever it is, that'll take another load off of Mac Jones. If you if he can go out there and prove that he can just be that guy, I mean, obviously, you know, he's gonna he's gonna have help with Ramon Jack, Ramondre and James. But um, if he can go out there and just and say that he can be that guy um, and tote the pill enough, and and you know, be able to make the offense as balanced as possible, so Mac don't have to go through it thirty times or whatever, then I say I say I say that would be a that'd be a huge step for him as well. I want to ask you one more quick question before we wrap things up. If you could give, I want to kind of circle back around to training camp. If you could give the guys who are going through their first New England training camp one piece of advice, what would you tell them? One piece? One piece. Don't take anything personal. Don't take anything personal. Bill Bill is going to attack. Mm -hmm. He is going to come at you. He is, you don't take anything personal. You take it. You take it, you learn from it, you keep striding. Don't take anything personal because this that's a place where you can really – it'll be very easy to take things personal there. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's, hey, man, now you're number three on the depth chart instead of number two. You know what I'm saying? In New England, everything is really tense when you first get – I wasn't even a rookie. I was That was my third year. It was my fourth year in the league or whatever it was, and it was still, like, tense like that for me. And I had never been to New England. I had, you know, never been a fan or anything, and I was just like – Bro, I hope on I hope on mess up, bro. It's, so just relax and don't take anything personal. I think you'll be you'll be good, man. LG, this has been great as always. Look forward to talking again next week, my friend. Take care, and we'll talk yes, soon. Appreciate it, man. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it, Chris. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.